He's in on the slot back. Solomon in the hole there. Running backs are split behind Montana. Third and three. He has the ball. Montana rolling out the right. Looking toward the end zone. Throwing under pressure. Throws his pass. Caught by Clark. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show. Thank you all once again for tuning in. This week's show is unsponsored. If you're interested in sponsoring a 49ers Paradise Podcast Show, you can do so easily. Just contact me at brian at 49ersparadise.cjb.net. A reminder that you can always call into the show and share your take or ask your questions. You can do so quite easily from San Fran. It's local 415-376-7297, then dial star 747-628-7149 to be connected directly to 49ers Paradise. There are also local calling numbers from throughout the world. Just check out the phone link at the top right-hand corner of the main page of 49ers Paradise and have your say. I do know that someone did try and chime in since the last episode, but uh, they hung up as soon as the voicemail box picked up. So once the voicemail box picks up, don't hang up. Leave your take and we'll play it on air and answer your questions. And uh, it'll be a great, great thing. Now speaking of questions, most of the questions I received this week revolved around the 49ers free agents, who's going to play where, what my take is, how much money, um, so on and so forth. And I received quite a few questions to this effect. Most of the podcast show is actually going to be dedicated to that, so I'm not going to answer each question individually, and hopefully you'll forgive me for that, but I do think that uh, the detailed responses I give will more than make up for that. I do also want to point to a brand new feature to 49ers Paradise, which is uh, already awesome and is only going to get more awesome um, through the course of the 49ers season. What it is, it's called the Game Day Experience, and it's available uh, from the pay from the sideline section of the navigation menu of 49ers Paradise. And what it is, it's a behind-the-scenes photo shoot of each of the 49ers home games over the course of a season. And this will be updated throughout the season, and we're just in the process of putting up some photos from last season. Uh, They're great shots, shots that you would not uh, typically get from uh, newspapers and so on and so forth. So it's really an amazing way to feel like you're at the game without actually being there. And I know for a lot of people who never have the opportunity to go to games, this will certainly be a very welcome feature. So check it out. Um, Again, it's under the sideline section of the navigation page. You won't want to miss it. So the 49ers went into free agency with a few things in mind, and um, mainly what they wanted to do is they wanted to shore up their defense. And, um, you know, we kept hearing this thing, you know, it's not a marathon, it's not a sprint, it's somewhere in between, but gosh, did the 49ers enter aggressively. And uh, in doing so, they managed to lock up a bunch of their former players, a bunch of uh, new guys, and hopefully they've improved the team enough to take the step to the next level into the playoffs. And who knows? And once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. Obviously, the biggest signing was Nate Clements, the cornerback. Clements is everything that the 49ers need in a cornerback. He's the type of guy who can take away an entire side of the field. He will start. The Niners dished out a whole lot of money to him, 80 million bucks over eight years, but it, you know, the contract is really a six-year contract uh, because the last two years, the way the salaries are structured, he's just never going to actually see that money. There was a lot of guaranteed money in that contract, but it's front-loaded, which means it's done through a roster bonus as opposed to a signing bonus. Um, what that essentially means is that if he were to get cut two years from now, his entire signing bonus isn't prorated against the cap 
or rather his entire guaranteed money isn't prorated against the cap, only the signing bonus aspect is. And I think that's something that the 49ers have put forth in the rest of their free agent contracts as well, front-loading the contract um, so as to avoid dead money in the future. And I think that's a very, very strong tactic. Now, I am absolutely enamored with uh, the signing of Clements. I really think he is going to be a huge contributor to the 49ers defense. I think he's going to take away an entire side of the football field. Um, and he's, you know, he might not be the best cornerback in the league, even though he's pay, being paid like it and uh, being paid substantially more than, let's say, a Champ Bailey. But I do think that he is worth the money in today's market. And I do think that the 49ers made a great move in signing him. Now, will he get burned from time to time? Absolutely. And when he does, I'm quite sure that the 49ers fans will be really pissed off about spending all that money on him. I fully expect him to get burned every once in a while. That's just the nature of the game. But um, I do think he is going to be a huge upgrade to a position that the 49ers have struggled with, with for quite some time. And then on top of that, you have to consider the fact that the 49ers now have three legitimate cornerbacks, um, although I'm still not completely sold on Shante Spencer, and Walt Harris is definitely nearly, nearing the tail end of his career. The 49ers do have the three cornerbacks they need to compete with the NFC West, where all you have are big, strong, fast receivers. So this was absolutely a crucial move for the team, and um, I'd like to say that it, it was a, a step in the right direction. Now, also solidifying that defensive backfield, um, the team has re-signed safety Keith Lewis, re-signed safety Mark Roman. They've added Michael Lewis, another safety, and he's going to be the starting uh, free safety, sorry, sorry, a starting strong safety with Mark Roman moving to free safety. Keith Lewis will back up both positions um, until something else happens. There could still be another draftee in the place. Walt Harris has also signed another extension, so that's going to keep a pretty solid unit together. Now, Michael Lewis did struggle a little bit against the pass. He is more of a guy-in-the-box type player. Depending on how the 49ers use him, I think he can be a very valuable asset to the team. I am still a little bit worried about what he will do in coverage. I'm a little bit worried about what Mark Roman will do in coverage, but I think overall, um, it's a pretty solid makeup for a defensive backfield that even a year ago was just in such disarray. And in two years ago, um, I, you know, I challenge you to come up with three names that were on that roster. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but it was dismal three years ago, pretty bad last year. And uh, it looks like things are starting to shape up. Certainly having that type of solid players around there, it's going to benefit the Walt Harris, it's going to benefit the safeties, it, it's going to benefit Clements too, um, just because they, they're not going to have to worry so much about what's going on where, it's just they're going to know what's going to be taken care of, and I think that's huge. So defensive backfield, they've signed Harris, they've signed Clements, Lewis, Roman, Lewis, um, and again, that that's shaping up pretty well, especially with Spencer locked up for quite a few more years still, so that was absolutely a fantastic start to free agency. Now, the team did re-sign receiver Brian Gilmore. Um, quite honestly, I don't know why he contributed with like two receptions last year and a couple end-arounds. Obviously, the team likes him. I know Jerry Sullivan, the receivers coach, really likes him. Um, I don't anticipate him playing much. He'll probably be fourth or fifth on the death charts, and, uh, you know, he's got a lot of technical experience. He probably is very helpful in that respect, but, uh, he doesn't seem like he's going to break out and be the playmaker they need at the position. So, you know, he might not even make the roster. It'll depend a lot on what happens in the draft as well. 
Um, speaking of receiver, Ashley Lee was signed, and he was the big offensive free agent that was signed, and there is sort of, um, I guess, skepticism as to whether or not Lee will ever materialize into the player that he has the potential to be and uh, that he's shown flashes of becoming. But I think it's a, a pretty fair trade between getting Lily and him contributing to the team in at least the same way that Antonio Bryant was. And I think that's uh, I, I think it's pretty much a fair trade there. I think that the 49ers might even be a step ahead here. Um, certainly they're going to get rid of the the back talk. And I know Lily might have his own share of issues, but he's got a, a rather small contract. He's matured a fair bit. He's definitely been humbled by being, you know, moved out of two teams without ever achieving anything. And so I think I, I think taking the risk on Lily far outweighs the, you know, there there are very few risks associated with him that aren't outweighed by the benefit he could provide. I don't think the 49ers are done at receiver. I do think they are going to look that direction high in the draft. And I do think that they have a lot of faith in a guy they drafted last year, Brandon Williams. And I think he's going to be a contributor this year, especially out of the slot and going over the middle. And quite frankly, Arnaz Battle coming off his first full season, I like the guy as a you know, number two, definitely a solid number three. So I think the team is shaping up a little bit at its receivers. I know Battle's really clutch on third downs, and I like that a lot. Uh, Lily, I anticipate, will win a starting position, but it's not going to be handed to him. So it'll be very interesting to see how that is uh, shaped up. Now, the team made a major move at nose tackle, and I really, really like this move. Um, Obreo Franklin, and I, you know I might be pronouncing his name incorrectly, is a guy that they picked up from the Ravens. He was... Uh, a guy Nolan knows, a guy who's you know a big guy. He clogs up the middle. He comes to work every day. Um, he's essentially what you want to know in a nose tackle, and you know hopefully he'll be able to get that you know pressure on the pocket and help collapse the pocket. He's not a guy I expect to put up big you know numbers. He's not a guy I expect to have a lot of sacks. That's not what a nose tackle does in the three-four defense. Um, but I do hope that he is that anchor that they've been looking for for so long. Um, and maybe he can help get something out of, you know, Isaac Soboga. Um, I know Ron Fields is expected to move to end. Brian Young is expected to play mainly at end. So Franklin's a type of guy who I really think can be an anchor on that defensive line. I do think the team is not done there yet either. I think they're going to look that way in the draft, and I, I don't anticipate Franklin being able to play every game, every play of every season. They need another guy who can rotate in there. Um so that's where that stands. I really like the move, though. And uh, I'm actually quite high in most of the moves they made this offseason. Um, also being resigned, guard Tony Raggy, who I think did a, an outstanding job when he was given the time last year. Fullback Moran Norris, who also um, did a very good job for the team last year. Cornerback Donald Strickland, who, you know, they, they seem to like what he has to offer. Again, he's a young guy, and... Uh, Hopefully we won't ever see him with the depth that we now have at the position. Uh, linebacker Tuli Banta-Kane. Now, I think that was a really good pickup. They got him for decent money. He's the type of guy who can play outside of linebacker. He's got good pass rush skills. He's coming from a very winning organization. And uh, that's the type of thing that I think really will make a difference. I think he's not guaranteed a starting position. I know that the team hasn't fully set on what they want to do with Melvin Oliver or Paris Harrelson and how they'll contribute. So, And I think the team may look there in the draft too to the outside linebacker position. So I really think 
that between him and Roderick Green, somebody's going to shape up and be that pass rusher um, on the on the roster already. Or if not, they could very well draft a guy who will become that really solid pass rusher to play opposite of Manny Lawson on, on the linebacking core. And I, I think that's integral um, to putting together a defense that's really going to be able to stop some of these uh, high-flying passing attacks that the Niners face twice a year um, in the NFC West. One of the my favorite signings of the offseason has actually been Andy Lee. Uh, they tendered him with a, a low choice, a sixth-round choice. The Steelers made him a contract offer, and the 49ers matched the offer. So Andy Lee has now signed on with the 49ers. I think it's about a million a year. And uh, I think that's huge. He's obviously a team's punter. He solidified a position for the team that was really shaky prior to him getting here. Uh, the guy had a 70-plus yard punt last year, and, and that's pretty amazing. He's really been able to kick well at the stick and the wins, and I think that's absolutely huge. So I, I really, really like the signing of Andy Lee, the re-signing. I was a little worried that the team wasn't going to match for that type of money, but uh, they absolutely did. So I think the 49ers have spent their money pretty wisely this offseason. My understanding is that they've structured their contracts quite well as well. Um, all this should shape up to make a really, really solid defense and hopefully an improved offense. When you add in the draft and what's going to happen there, I fully expect them to grab a defensive end, a nose tackle, a linebacker inside and outside possibly. I still think they're going to look to cornerback. I'm not, you know, I'm not ruling out offensive line. And I really think receiver is going to be another area they look. They may also look at running back because they're having some issues signing Frank Gore up to a long-term contract. And uh, the more leverage they have in their corner, the better off they'll be. Um, now, regarding that Frank Gore contract, I do continue to think that the 49ers have all the leverage in the situation. Um, Frank's only had one good year. He's got you know another year with the team, and then he's essentially, the Niners can lock him up for another two years based on how they tender him. I, he wants top three money, and I don't think he's worth top three money, maybe top seven or eight money. And uh, if he was willing to accept that type of contract, I think he would have been signed a long time ago. Um, if we're going to pay him top three money, there's no there's no advantage to signing him to a long-term deal over playing it year to year and just locking him up, other than he might be a little bit disgruntled. But uh, I think he has to realize that even if he holds out, the Niners simply aren't going to let him go. They're not going to trade him away. They're just going to let him sit on the bench and um, hold out or ha what have you. It's not a matter of this is the 49ers and they're going to give me all the money because there was a lot of money in free agency this year. Frank has to realize that he's got an injury history. He's had one successful, very successful year on the team. Um, and the Niners want him there, but he's got to realize what his market value actually is and who has the power in this negotiation and shape up and take the contract, and hopefully his agent will realize that too. So between all the free agent moves, an upcoming draft, uh, some new coaches, it should be a very interesting uh, season. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, obviously, the draft chats at the site have been absolutely awesome. If you haven't checked them out yet, they're definitely something you won't want to miss. We have another one coming up this Sunday. Um, you really, these are features that you come in and you ask your questions and get answered by some of the best draft gurus around the web. Um, and if not, at least read the transcripts because they are absolutely an awesome resource to keep on pace with what the 49ers are up to, what they might do in the draft. And uh, I really encourage all of you to check those out. 
So thank you very much for tuning in. I've al as always, you can contact me at brian at 49ersparadise.cjb.net. Looking forward to uh, the next show and the next moves that the team makes. And uh, take care. Until next time, have fun, and let's rock this Niners place and have an amazing season next year. But the days of the 49ers had only just begun.